and welcome to our podcast, Hebrews Verse by Verse, brought to you by Teleos. This captivating podcast will not only impart the wonderful book of Hebrews, but it will also show you how to study the Bible so you have confidence in Scripture. Each episode will provide key points for verses in Hebrews. Thanks for joining us on this exciting biblical journey. Hi, I'm William Stewart. Welcome back to our verse by verse study on the book of Hebrews. I'm glad you're here. Such a great book. It teaches us so much about Christ and the basis of him as Savior and his greatness from everlasting to everlasting. If you understand this book, you will understand uh, so much, the vast amount of information you need to know to understand exactly who our Savior is, Jesus Christ, and what he has done for us. We're just getting started. We're in verse 1. Really, the first half of Hebrews uh, is directed towards these young believers to tell them that Jesus is better than the other Hebraic traditions that they have known and seem to be going back to trust in their Christian walk, uh, supposedly after coming to salvation by faith. So his first comparison is to the angels. So angels are important in the biblical narrative, and uh, they are uh, discussed in both the Old and New Testament. We don't know why angels seem to be important to the Hebrews, and they certainly are important to some people, even in our current time. However, like most uh, New Testament epistles, and I, I think especially the Apostle Paul, he doesn't name the issue so much as he addresses the solution. He's being very gracious here. So he basically says that Christ has spoken to us in this uh, time. So he's the mouthpiece of God. He is uh, God's son and is his resurrected son. And he is um, uh, the first begotten into the world. He's, he's the exact image of God. He then, in verse 6, in verses 6 to 9 are our verses today, quoting generally from the Old Testament, um, and again, he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, as I mentioned, and first begotten means, again, Christ firstborn from the dead in his resurrection. So, like the firstborn back in those times would have the inheritance of all things. And he saith, let all the angels of God worship him. Controversial quote probably comes from Psalm 97.7. In verse 7 again, it continues to describe the angels and, and, and grasp the comparison here to our Savior Christ. And the angels he saith, who make us his angels spirits and his masters a flame of fire. So again, from uh, two Psalms here, 97, and uh, talking about God reigns, the glory of our God, in his power in Psalm 104, um, the angels are part of that. They're part of God's um, creation and play a significant role, particularly as messengers and uh, at times other roles as well as God directs. They are not our savior. He then contrasts this in verses seven and eight from a wonderful quote, excuse me, from Psalm 45. Uh, and of the angels, he's, excuse me, uh, eight and nine, excuse me, and to the Son, he says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. 
a scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom. So he's calling Jesus God here, and he's from uh, everlasting, really the everlasting. His throne is forever. A scepter uh, that he, for which he rules, so a king has a scepter, is uh, a righteous scepter of thy kingdom. And the kingdom is important here because to the Jews, it's that eternal kingdom where God will rule and Christ will rule in Jerusalem that essentially is their salvation, uh, both in a, in a physical and a spiritual sense. There'll be a physical kingdom, a thousand-year reign, as specified in Re Revelation 21, where Christ will rule, but also the understanding that they will be with God uh, in eternity, eternal salvation. Verse 9, it continues, Psalm 45, And thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. And, and understand this next phrase. Therefore, God, thy God. So it's saying he's addressing Christ as God, and then thy God here, I would think is referring to God the Father, hath anointed thee. And, of course, to anoint would be to place one in a position be with oil above, uh, oil of gladness above thy fellows. Anointing was done with the oil in the Middle East, which was prevalent with olive oil and was used for many different purposes. So he's anointed to a position above thy fellows that is of Messiah, who would come to save our souls and to reign. God, thy God, has anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows, otherwise other Jews. Okay, powerful verses, powerful contrast between Jesus as God, perfect God, came to save us uh, and give us eternal life versus the servants who are the angels uh, who do God's will, powerful, uh, made of God, but yet not our Savior. So he's saying to the Jews, basically, when you consider your life, consider Christ as the one to whom you put faith in. Okay, we'll continue this comparison uh, in chapter one. It also continues chapter two, but with much more breadth. Uh, please join us as we go through this uh, wonderful book. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast, Hebrews First Fivers. We hope you found the teachings both interesting and informative. Join us next week for another exciting episode. To listen to all episodes, please visit our website, teleosresearch.com. That's T-E-L-E-I-O-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H. Thank you.